0: Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green, greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss.
1: Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer.
0: It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon
1: and I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma
0: and Bonnie. It has been one incredible week for severe weather. We talked about it last week. We weren't sure what was going to happen, but man, now that we get a chance to look back on the last five, five and a half, six days, uh, it truly was one for the record books.
1: Yeah. Uh it has been I mean honestly starting last Saturday, that's when it started getting severe here first, you know, with all that stuff early in the morning. But yeah, it's just been like one day after another. And I mean spring is here and wants to make sure we know it.
0: <laughs> right. It's about time as we as we have talked about ad nauseum on the show. Yes. <laughs> well, we, we will go into it and kind of go day by day here, but just a quick recap. Um, 143 tornado reports between last Monday and as of yesterday, uh, at midnight. So we're taping this on Saturday afternoon. Normally we tape on Sunday, but Hey, it's Memorial day. So we'll uh, talk about that here in a minute, but 143 tornado reports, Bonnie. Um, and it, like we said, it started Monday and it ramped up, really got going Tuesday, Wednesday, and kind of subsided a little bit Thursday and Friday, but man, just what a great, great time that, you know for chasers for weather geeks for people involved in meteorology uh one of those weeks where we all will kind of look back at like okay this was fun
1: right very active active week um one of the most active weeks during the spring season that i feel like i've remembered over the past several years you know it's been kind of quiet the past few years and we haven't had a long stretch of slight enhanced moderate risks day after day after day so i'm pretty I'm pretty impressed. I mean, things have been really crazy, and I think things haven't gotten as crazy as they could have. So we're pretty lucky on that front.
0: Right. And you mentioned that. So l- let's talk about Monday because last week on the show, we were like, okay, Monday has that potential to be one of those days where, you know, we're going to look back at it. And, you know, it happened late Sunday night, early Monday morning. The PDS Tornado Watch was issued. For most of uh, the Texas Panhandle into Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, uh, it was extended out to. But, you know, according to SPC, this was the only, the second time that a PDS tornado watch had been issued where every category of watch probability, so tornado, wind, and hail, were greater than 95%. And, you know, the only time that had ever happened was. Uh, April 27th, 2011 in Alabama. And of course, we know what that did uh, to Tuscaloosa, uh, the EF5 that went through there. But, Bonnie, when, you know, you see these parameters at 95 percent, if that doesn't get your skin standing, you know, on edge, which mine just kind of bubbled up, you know, got, you know, some goosebumps there. That should, you know, really tell you that this is not one of those garden variety situations. This really does mean business.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if the risk wasn't there and the serious potential for significant, dangerous weather wasn't there, they wouldn't have issued that. And I think that it could have been worse. Sure, Uh, I've been trying to look and read and do research on what happened to cause it to not be such a tornado-centered event. And I, I mean, I don't know, but what everyone's saying is something, in quotes, happened to keep the tornado issue down, you know, flooding really became the main issue. So I think Monday could have been a lot, lot worse than it was. And I don't know if it was that warm front slash cold front that kept waffling back and forth and going north, coming south. I don't know if that is what did it, but I think it could have been pretty bad.
0: No, you're you're totally right. And when you looked at the, you know, the initial, you know, SPC, uh, PDS watch that came out. Texas Panhandle, Oklahoma Panhandle, um, you know, central Oklahoma, west side of Oklahoma City. And then it was, of course, extended to cover the Oklahoma City metro area. But tornadoes formed in that area. And I mean, we we saw it all day. We saw coverage on the Weather Channel. We saw TV stations from Amarillo through Oklahoma City, um, Kansas City doing live streaming, uh, Tulsa, that whole area. So, you know, the forecast verified and we knew that, you know, they were going to get the tornado threat, which they got, the wind threat verified, and the hail threat verified. And, yes. you know, I, we, we want, we'll we talk about this here in a minute once we go through kind of day by day here. But there was a lot of social media, Twitter, and I know this kind of got you going, um, <laughs> people claiming that, oh, the forecast didn't verify. Uh, the forecast not only verified, it verified within the parameters that was set. So... I, I don't know if people were just again, this might be a hyper local issue well, I didn't have an e f five tornado rage, you know ravaged through my neighborhood, so the forecast didn't verify
1: right, and that's I think that's the main thing is that there wasn't an e f five that went through more, and that's like I think that's I think literally I think that is why people are saying it didn't verify because of that because it was May twentieth it was an anniversary. And the risk was so high and that some media people, not Weather Service, not Storm Prediction Center, media people were comparing the risk to May 20th, 2013. And so because that was now in people's minds and people were now saying it was the setup was the same because the same thing didn't happen, the forecast didn't verify.
0: And And that's not okay. Sure. And and understandably... As somebody that's going to, you know, I'm going to take the media ownership here because I've done that for 20 years. As somebody whose job it has been to explain what's happening, you're going to look back at that event in May 20th and say, here's what happened X, Y, and Z. Now, let's fast forward to today's forecast. Well, X matches up with X, Y matches up with Y, Z is the outcome, so we don't know what's going to happen yet, but if all these parameters are in place... This Mm -hmm. is what we would expect to happen. Not saying that, again, an EF5 would truck through more again, but you would expect to maybe see a tornado like that. However, I mean, you and I watch we're watching News 9 and David Payne's coverage pretty much all day. And when you're seeing shots of a multi-vortex tornado that's Mm -hmm. on the ground for 40 miles, uh, you know, north of Oklahoma City and northeast of Oklahoma City, that, to me, still qualifies as a long-track tornado. Yes, it's not an EF5. Yes, it probably will you know, end up being rated an EF1 or EF2 at max, but it still matches the parameter of, okay, tornadoes are going to form. It formed. It was long-track, 40 miles. That verifies the forecast to me.
1: And, and I agree. I mean, and the main thing is, is that all the risks were there and that we have been dealing with, The aftermath from Monday alone, plus all the other days. But from Monday alone, we've been dealing with the aftermath all week long across the state in the form of flooding, which takes more lives than tornadoes do. And so, I don't know. I people are mad because their house wasn't destroyed by an EF five. Makes no sense to me, but that's fine. I mean, they do. They will do us. I mean, it's just whatever. Exactly. I will say though the next morning I mean there was tornado warnings all over the place early in the morning I was woke up at 4:30 in the morning by our tornado sirens here in Moore right and it was for a storm down south of me in Norman so it wasn't headed to me but I was one of four or five or six tornado warnings early that morning across the eastern half of the state
0: right and you were also part you know we had talked about it you and I had text back and forth a lot and we had you know had several phone calls of you know, it just Oklahoma City looks like it's on or it's still within, you know, the really, really strong area of instability. The temperatures are there. The wind is in the right place. Uh, the low level jet is finally starting to kick in. Why aren't we seeing anything in Oklahoma City? And, you know, kind of throughout the course of the night, nothing. And then all of a sudden come, you know, four o'clock in the morning. Boom. cap breaks, I guess. Or, you know, conditions become extremely favorable and you guys get your first, you know, tornado warning. But it took a lot of time. But we knew, again, and it could be people not understanding how these watches time out or how this these products are issued. But we knew this was going to be an all-day thing mm-hmm. overnight and then into the next morning. So
1: exactly exactly and people think well we didn't get the EF5 between the classic times of 3 and 7 p.m. so it must not be about to happen and it's just uneducated talk You're i right. think the term is armchair chasers is that is that the term sure armchair chasers
0: and, armchair meteorologists
1: and i mean you know if you want to be mad that your neighborhood is still standing right <laughs> By all means, go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> but I will say Tulsa got it. Tulsa really had several tornadoes that day and a couple other days this week. So,
0: yep.
1: I mean, they. I think they got it.
0: <laughs> right. And so, you know, we've gone through Monday. Tuesday morning, you get woken up. Tuesday <laughs> is kind of, I would say, you know, maybe the start of the Apex event. So, you have 40 tornado warnings on Tuesday, all spread across the Midwest. Um And significant tornadoes, too, down in Texas, down in southwest Oklahoma, on the west side of Oklahoma City, up north, uh, again, around the Tulsa area. And then you get start to get up into, you know, Kansas and Missouri and places like that. And so it just gets to be, you know, one of the things where you're watching like, oh, my gosh, this is pretty intense. And, you know, you got these anniversaries that are happening, you know, May 20th. May 21st, May 22nd, May 23rd. All of these have had significant storms, you know, to some certain communities, maybe not a national wide like May 20th was not just for more. And, you know, we'll talk here in a little bit about the anniversary of Joplin, Missouri. That falls within this realm as well. And so, you know, Tuesday was pretty bad. Wednesday was bad. Wednesday, we had 41 tornadoes. And, you know, you just go back and I'm going to go pull up the, the reports right now. Um, Wednesday
1: night was the Laverne tornado, right? Yes. On the oklahoma Texas panhandle border. Yep. That was crazy. That was, that to me looked very May 3rd, May 20th to me. That tornado was ridiculous. And it was stronger in Texas. And then as it crossed over into um, Oklahoma, it lifted. hmm And the circulation was still there and still strong. And it went right over Levert, but didn't put anything down on top of Levert. But that was, I don't know. I was just blown away by that. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous and amazing as well. You know what I mean?
0: You know, let me go back and correct myself real quick. I said Tuesday was, there was a tornado in Oklahoma. This one, excuse me, was more focused in Nebraska in Missouri, Kind of that, that shift. Uh, and I want to see Laverne happen. Let me go back and look.
1: I think that was Wednesday. And I think that was like 8 o'clock or something. Yes,
0: the late, it was late at night, right? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was, uh, let me see, the 23rd. No, it was Thursday. See, so
1: you're getting all the days mixed up right, right. now. Because that's how much severe weather has been happening. It's right. trying to keep all the days straight. I know the Mangum tornado was Monday. That's yes. what I know.
0: Exactly. So, you know, Tuesday was busy. Wednesday, it's kind of cycled back into, you know, parts of Oklahoma, uh, especially east of Oklahoma City. Tulsa get hit again. And, you know, the 22nd is the eight year anniversary of Joplin. And again, Joplin for me is one of those tornadoes along with a more tornado where you're like, "Okay," okay, you know, these storms can effectively ruin your entire town. And eight years ago, it did. And so we start getting, you know, tornado reports of storms headed toward Joplin. And we have confirmed tornadoes on the ground near Joplin. And it's one of those things where you're like, this is not happening again. And, you know, and it it was. And it's really funny. One of my best friends lives down in Medford. Her entire family is in that Joplin uh, area. So Web City, Carthage, Missouri, uh, other little places. So I have... Um, a weather alert on my phone set up for that area just in case that there are storms. So I can just send her a text. Hey, call your grandmother. Make sure she's okay. Blah, blah, blah. Well, her dad moved to Web City last year. And I love her dad. Her dad is an absolute rock star. Total motorcycle guy, but the biggest teddy bear in the world. And so (laughs) he lives in Web City. So I'm sending texts to my friend. Hey, FYI, I'm hearing there are tornadoes on the ground near Web City. There are tornadoes on the ground near Joplin and, you know, one even went through Joplin, but on the north side out toward the airport. And she's also calling me saying I can't get a hold of my dad. And wow. I'm seeing stuff on tor- on Twitter that there is a tornado emergency in Web City. And my first thought is the town's been leveled. And yeah. so I'm trying to go through Twitter and find stuff and there's not a whole lot of information. And so I was like, OK, Um let me see. And so I send you a text. Who do you know in Joplin? You're like, uh, I don't really know anybody. So it's like, okay, well, who can I get a hold of to find some ground truth? Now, I will say this. I'm, I'm a trained, you know, severe storm spotter. Um, I'm certified through the National Weather Service here in Portland. And then I'm also uh, a spotter trained through Spotter Network. So, you know, I can pull up Radar Scope. And I can send my location to the spotter network and it pops up. And if anybody, you know, wants to call me or wants to, you know, get a hold of me for nothing happening out in Portland, you're more than welcome to. But I was like, okay, I got to find some information on this. So I literally just pulled up the app, pulled up spotter locations and started clicking around red dots around Web Web City and finally found somebody with a phone number. Wow. And I was like, hey, man. So I'm like, I'm going to call. You know, we have our numbers listed for this for this. I'm a spotter. I know how to talk to him. So I literally did call the guy. Hey, my name is Bobby. I'm a spotter out in Oregon. Uh, try to get a hold of a family member in Web City. Can you confirm to me what's happening? He goes, there's no power in the entire city. The city is fine. Uh, the tornado just went north of the city, did some damage up on an open ranch, but everybody in the city is fine. And so I was like, okay. So, wow. you know, deep sigh of relief, my friend calls me 10 minutes later, "Hey, I finally got a hold of my dad. His phone was really low, they have no power." I was like, "Okay, that's great." So, you know, the these storms, you know, from a meteorology perspective are great, and we love the science behind it. We love, you know, looking at the radar. We love looking at the gate-to-gate velocities. We love looking at the shear, and we love, you know, all aspects of it. But when it hits this close to home, and it can affect somebody that you're close with or a direct family member, it's a different ball game. And so I'm very thankful and I even tweeted out I'm really thankful to be a member of the Spotter Network that I can, you know, find somebody on the ground and call them and they'll answer and say, Hey, yes, this happened or this didn't happen. So uh, you know, it made for a very tense couple hours Tuesday afternoon.
1: Yes, definitely. And I'm glad you were able to get a hold of somebody and was that Tuesday or was that Wednesday? That
0: was Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing the I'm doing the math in my head. Five twenty two was Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, Wednesday.
1: Yeah, because that's when that morning there wasn't really anything going on, and then it went from slight to enhanced.
0: Correct, and that's to what I,
1: to PDS tornado watch. Yeah, and
0: so that's what we were going to get into right now. So, yes. as Bonnie just mentioned, you know we. We've been following this, you know, the last, you know, four or five days really ramps up on Monday. Tuesday, it's busy. We know that Wednesday is going to be, you know, busy, but we're like, okay, no, you know, no big deal. And halfway through the afternoon, all of a sudden, a PDS tornado watch is issued for Oklahoma City Metro. And I'm like, I'm laughing to myself. I'm like, no, I'm like, this has got to be this is just the repeat of, you know, Monday Late morning, early afternoons, extension of the PDS in Oklahoma City. And yeah. it popped up and I'm like, hold up here. And I'm literally sitting where I am right now in my home studio and I'm watching the Weather Channel and I'm working on some stuff. And Greg Postel from the Weather Channel, you know, or it wasn't Greg had tweeted, just had tweeted this out and I had just seen it a couple seconds before and the news starting to get out and you know i I watch a lot of tv i'm a tv weather producer uh in a past life i know how you know tv works all this fun stuff and i'm watching the weather channel and it's never good when you hear somebody start talking and stop mid-sentence yeah and i'm watching this and i kind of turn look at the tv and it's chris warren who is a meteorologist on the weather channel i know chris he was in seattle for a long time really good guy And he just kind of looks over at his producer, looks over at whoever else was on camera with him, and is like, oh, uh, there's a PDS tornado watch issued for the Oklahoma City metro area. And at that point, I'm like, no, really? And that's where I see the tweet. And once I see the tweet, SBC also sees their tweet come across. That's when I send you the text saying like, hey, by the way, you're in a PDS and you were just like, nah.
1: Yeah, that was my literal reaction. I responded with PDS question mark. I was like, I was like, no, no, he's like reading that wrong. Like this came out of nowhere. Right. What do you mean PDS? And yeah, yeah, total PDS tornado watch. And I was like, and I literally said that that escalated quickly, and it and it did because it just felt like. It was just something, and then it was kind of something, and then boom, PDS tornado. It was just, to me, it was a bomb that was dropped a little bit.
0: Oh, it, to- it totally was. It caught a lot of people, you know, off off guard. Um, I mentioned the Greg Postel tweet. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Yeah. A lot of the people that we follow on our B-squared weather, uh, you know, Twitter account, you know, a lot of meteorologists, student meteorologists, and they're just like, oh, not this again. And literally, they're like, Oklahoma City can't catch a break. The people in the Midwest can't catch a break. But so this is issued. And so we're waiting for this to all materialize, you know, on the 23rd. And lo and behold, you pull up the SPC storm report for 523. No tornadoes over the Oklahoma City metro area. But the conditions, again, were completely 100% favorable for damaging hail, wind, and long track tornadoes.
1: But I think that they did say the greatest, most prime area was east of I-35. Correct. And they, east of I-35, got some tornadoes. Mm -hmm. Multiple significant tornadoes to the east. And then Wednesday, was Wednesday Laverne?
0: Uh, Wednesday was Laverne. So Laverne's up in the Panhandle, correct?
1: Yes. Yes, No, 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 no. That had to have been last night or thursday
0: we'll have to go back and look so again we're just we're scrolling through all these reports left and right here on the show but uh wednesday is the texas panhandle into oklahoma panhandle um where we had those storms that were coming through like just northwest of amarillo Uh and they were moving into the oklahoma panhandle before eventually dying out before going into kansas um, and so all the, all the action, you know, even though there was a PDS warning in Oklahoma city, everything was kind of to the West. And so you had the, you know, the, uh, tornadoes, um, just beyond the New Mexico, Texas border and then up into the Texas panhandle into the Oklahoma panhandle. And then, you know, we're moving out. And it was also the time that we were watching these storms move across the Atlantic, uh, or the mid Atlantic. So you had, tornadoes in maryland you had a couple tornado reports or one tornado report looks like in pennsylvania a lot of wind reports these storms you know were pretty severe and you know they were pretty moving pretty quick a couple storms came across new york city which were really impressive never really severe uh, never met the wind criteria for a wind report but uh, a lot of a lot of storms and again this was just a continuation of storms progressing across the country from days you know, yeah. days pass. So uh, Wednesday was pretty, was pretty nasty. And then we get into Thursday and the numbers of tornado reports a drop, but Bonnie, then we get into, it looks like Laverne here. So it would have been, you know, Thursday afternoon. Um, we're looking at that tornado. And then, you know, a couple wind reports around Oklahoma city, tornadoes up in Kansas and Northern Missouri, as we now get tornadoes into Iowa and Illinois and Minnesota and, up into North Dakota. So again, it was, you know, day number four of this train just moving across yesterday and it was just, it was intense. So yeah, I think Laverne was yesterday. Let me go look real quick. I have it pulled up here.
1: No, I think it was Thursday because yesterday there were storms in Western Oklahoma. That's right. The Texas and Western Oklahoma. And it turned into that big squall line that came across the whole state. Correct. That ended up coming through me. And that's where we had a couple of, little spin-ups that were trying to happen. Um, you know, I think I texted you and said that there was circulation slash possible tornado on the ground headed towards my job. Right. It's the Chesapeake yep, Energy night. Campus. And so that, last night was pretty intense. I would say, you know, you ask for video and nothing really happened here. Um, it did rain pretty hard for a few minutes and there was some good thunder and lightning, a little bit of wind, but it wasn't anything crazy. Right. But I mean, not compared to the rest of the week anyways, but, but I will, we forgot one really important story. We skipped over it. It was Tuesday's story. Um, you know, we had all the flooding, Right. most of our lakes, there's a couple of lakes that are like over 32 inches above normal, or I'm sorry, 32 (laughs) feet above normal.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, there are some lakes, I mean, this week has ruined Memorial Day weekend for some people because the lakes are just flooded. Campsites are flooded. Right. Um, but the big story was the two barges that were loose. Yes. In the river.
0: And if you have not seen the video, just search Ugh. Oklahoma barges and you will find it. Um, a gray barge and a red barge. Yeah. Um, are Carrying fertilizer. F- yeah. Just free floating down the river. And... You know, it was funny. You start seeing the social media reports before they crashed into the dam saying um, two barges have managed to break free of their mooring, and they're basically just floating down the Arkansas River. Mm -hmm. And, you know. And it
1: turned into from like a, you know, you should probably think about leaving to you need to get out because when these hit the dam, it's probably going to break the dam and all this water is going to flood the town of, is it Weber's Falls?
0: I believe so, yes. Yeah. And.
1: the damn one. <laughs> yeah, and it's
0: it's funny. You look at the video, and these two barges. I mean, these things are not small by any stretch of the imagination, and they're full of fertilizer. So there's some mass behind it. They mm-hmm. hit the dam, and one of the barges somehow, you know, either, you know, gets pulled under through the spillway, or at least the momentum of the water kind of mm-hmm. tips it. And then as soon as water breaches over the top of it, that thing sinks incredibly quickly.
1: Yes, in like seconds it was gone. And then the other one, the same thing. I think the water pressure like smashed it, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, and it was crazy because at one point they lost them. They were like, we don't know where they are. And then they were like, oh, we found them. They were hung up on some rocks. But here they are. They're floating again, headed back towards the dam. But the video was crazy. And I was watching the story all day long at work, like kept checking my phone because I was like, I want to know what's going to happen with these barges. So I'm glad that the dam held, though, because that could have been – oh, that could have been such a disaster, such a disaster. Because, I mean, the Cimarron River, which I think is in northern Oklahoma, I need to learn my river geography. But – It was flooded, and there's video of whole houses coming off the banks floating down this river. Whole houses. And if that's not just awful, I don't know what is.
0: One of those ones where you just, you know, you sit there and you're like, okay, you know, you knew it was going to eventually happen. Uh, You saw the, you know, the video. All the national media uh, ran the story, and, and you see the video. And then you finally see or you see that, you know, the water has eroded away the bank and the house is just kind of sitting there and eventually just finally erodes enough where it just, you know, all of a sudden falls into the river. But it's not like one of those things where it's just like, oh, the house completely collapse. It like eases into the river and then it just kind of floats down the river
1: exactly it just like slides in real smooth like and then just you can just see the roof and it's just the whole thing is just floating down and you're like which you know what that is the same thing as a tornado leveling a house
0: yep and moving it completely off of your
1: off its foundation yep
0: yep exactly so
1: for those who say it didn't verify it did. there it is there you go houses were destroyed are you happy
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're totally right. And, you know, we get into yesterday's report. Um, again, a tornado touches down in southwest Oklahoma. Uh, more tornadoes up through Kansas and Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, you know, as we talked about, North Dakota and Minnesota. But, Bonnie, the, the story kind of for us in terms of a weird moment, especially for me, is – You know, I'm looking at a map and, you know, I've been watching News 9 streaming at work and they're like, "Okay, there's nothing really else happening except flash floods. And so I pull open the Radar Scope app and, you know, it lists all the uh, all of the warnings across the country like, "Ooh, there's a tornado warning in Shasta County, California. I'm like, no, there's not. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm like, I know Shasta County. It's mountainous. You know, there's some there's some. You know areas that are kind of flat, but you know it's pretty mountainous. Lo and behold, click on it, and there is a tornado warning in effect. And you look at the velocities, and this thing was spinning like a beast. And it wasn't, you know, associated really with with anything. It's just one of those storms that kind of, you know, weird mountain meteorology where you get, you know, an area of an updraft, and a thunderstorm pops up, and all of a sudden this thing starts spinning. And, you know, you get reports of a funnel cloud. But, man, the pictures that came out of this that people were taking last night were absolutely incredible.
1: Yes, they really were. And that was that was probably the, the most beautiful picture I've ever seen of a storm ever. And, and, you know, this goes to show you how much of an imperfect science meteorology is where a place like that that is – Rarely, if ever, going to have any sort of tornado, has a tornado warning, and then we have all the ingredients in place to get significant tornadoes and don't get one. Yep. I mean... what, what can you do with that? You know what I mean? Like we're all, all these, you know, Storm Prediction Center and Weather Service forecasters are doing the best they can.
0: <laughs> they, they really are. And, you know, I, I know that I had tweeted out that it's an imperfect science. And then, you know, the, our account had said, you know, just because there's not a major tornado going through Oklahoma City does not mean the forecast doesn't verify. You know, we've proved that it does verify. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to think about here um, in terms of, you know, all the ingredients coming together, right? You have the instability, you have the wind shear, you have the temperature contrast, you have all the ingredients that are there to create these super powerful supercell thunderstorms. And it's funny, the last time we went through a National Weather Service um, spotter training just as a refresher course, you know, somebody brought up the fact that when you look at the parameters for the garden variety thunderstorms in Oregon, I mean, our lifted index maybe needs to be minus one or minus two, if that and you get some, you know, instability, you get a little rumble uh, in the clouds, maybe a lightning bolt or two. Okay, you guys see lifted into seas of minus one to minus two in Oklahoma City, and you laugh You're like, <laughs> okay, that might give us some <laughs> rain today. And, oh, right. And that's about it. But it's funny because when we have a severe storm like this one in California, it's a supercell, it's a tornadic supercell. The parameters are very close to what a supercell in Oklahoma is. And you know there's documentation to go back and look at this, uh, and it's been proven that you know it doesn't matter where you are in the country, the parameters to have a supercell are very similar across the board. And so yeah, on the lower end of our garden variety of thunderstorms, yeah, okay, minus one, minus two, and lifted indices like yeah, no big deal. You guys look at that, and like I said, you laugh. But when you're looking at minus six, minus seven, minus ten, I guarantee you that tornadic you know, supercell in Shasta County last night around the parameters of the storm, your lifted indices was at least minus eight, probably higher than that. And I know that there wasn't a balloon launch, you know, anytime uh, within, you know, significant amount of time of that happening. But I guarantee you the parameters were very same or close to the same as a supercell in Oklahoma City that moved through that caused a little spin up too. so. You know, it, See,
1: and that, it's just the ingredients come together at the right time, yep. and they you get what you need. And that's uh, to me, that's what's fascinating about the whole thing is when the ingredients come together, and that nature does this all by itself. Like, yep. and if you look at some of the video from the live streaming of the wall-to-wall coverage here, some of the videos people took of the tornadoes in Missouri. It's just amazing to me. There's one video that I saw that was so scary. It was the the tornado. Did it go through Joplin or did it go through Jefferson?
0: It, uh, Jefferson is downstream of Joplin. Jefferson City is, is obviously the capital of Missouri, um, and they're in different parts of the state.
1: Okay, so, but that was that same day with that same Correct. storm, right? So there's a scary, scary video. It's like a minute long video of someone taking video of the tornado at night, and you cannot see it, right? Except with lightning strikes, and you just you don't see it very often. But like at the end, you see it, and it's huge, and it's on the ground, and it's just so so ominous and scary, and with the lightning in the background, and it's just the thought that that nature does this all on its own. Right. is what blows my mind completely. Just blows
0: my mind. Right, For those folks that don't understand where Jefferson City is in relation to Joplin, Jefferson City basically sits in the middle of the state of Missouri while Joplin is down south, uh, very close to the um, Kansas-Oklahoma border and Missouri border. So you literally have this little tri like, tripoint area where it's you know Oklahoma, Missouri, and Kansas all intersect. Highway 43 literally goes right across pretty close. It goes into Oklahoma, into Missouri. Uh, and then Joplin is literally just uh, no, a little bit Northeast of that. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, close. And you know, Jefferson city, the thing with that tornado, it happened almost at midnight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and
1: I don't know if you've seen any of the drone footage.
0: Mm-hmm, I have of
1: that path of that tornado. And you can just see it. You like tearing the ground up. That neighborhood is gone. Oh, it's just incredible and, and very, very sad.
0: It really is. It really is. And, you know, it, it, this will probably go down as the biggest tornado in this in this outbreak. You know, the 143, there are a handful of them that are going to be, you know, rated EF3 and higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, the forecast did verify. And we'll get into our individual forecast here in a minute. But, Bonnie, this is just the first wave. Yeah. You
1: know, I mean, it. it there's stuff happening today. Next two days, we get a break. Tuesday, I mean, yeah, like it's it's not over yet.
0: Bad down the hatches. But if you want to go back and look at the pictures of the Supercell out of Shasta County, it's on our Twitter page at, at, at Weather Podcast. Um, take a look at it. It's really pretty. Uh, do a Twitter search for Shasta County Tornado, and you will have all these beautiful you know, pictures come up and man, it was just, uh, it was really gorgeous. Just one of those things where you look back, like, you know what? Nature really is pretty when she wants to be.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Well, we made the transition from tornadoes into hurricane season. And again, another story that was overlooked this week, the 2019 Atlantic hurricane season outlook was released by our friends at NOAA, And they actually did, uh, the three areas that they're responsible for the all three outlooks, but we'll focus on the Atlantic for right now. Um, Noah said that there's a 30% chance of below and above average with a 40% chance of a normal season. So they're expecting 9 to 15 storms. Of those 9 to 15, 4 to 8 of those will be hurricanes. And of the 4 to 8, 2 to 4 major hurricanes. Uh, last week we talked about the disturbance that could affect Bermuda. Lo and behold, Bonnie, Sunday night into Monday create our first storm with subtropical storm andrea and then andrea quickly died off tuesday morning
1: yep and i was listening to another podcast and they looked up the pronunciation andrea oh no no sorry andrea
0: Andrea. oh andrea Andrea. okay yeah well i'm saying andrea so
1: (laughs) i mean different parts of the country we're gonna say different but yes they i guess they have it phonetically of each of the names because of that reason. But, yes, Andrea. Okay, but, well, yeah. Yeah. So, good job, Andrea. Crushing right. it. Right. Before hurricane season even starts. First name storm. You go, girl.
0: Yeah. 48 hours in. That's a thats a quick hit right there. So, we will miss you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you won't be forgotten. Right. Yeah. The first one to go. And, yeah. Real quick in and yeah. real quick out. But, uh, tropical season is here in, what, six days? So. yeah. Can't wait. Uh, I need to go look real quick here and even see if there's any areas that are under investigation. I don't believe there are, uh, look, Atlantic. Nope. No tropical cyclone activity is expected during the next 48 hours. So, uh, folks in Miami got some fun with Andrea or Andrea or Andrea, whatever we want to call it. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, it's significant. Uh, other shows we'll get into the central Pacific and then the North and then the East, uh, Pacific, but, um, Really, There's only one little chance of uh, formation here, and that's something down uh, near Guatemala. So it's not going to do a whole heck of a lot. So uh, it's got a chance to form into something, but nothing that's going to affect the continental United States anytime soon.
1: Well, at least it's it started, so
0: there right, we go. Here we go. Game time. Well, um, let's hop into our forecast real quick. Bonnie, why don't you go ahead and start, and uh, we'll take a look what's happening in Oklahoma City.
1: Well, I think right now for today, I think I am on the line of a marginal and slight risk of severe weather enhanced in Western Oklahoma and all of the Texas Panhandle. The Texas Panhandle has been in a slight or enhanced every day. <laughs> so they have been, they've been getting it. So,
0: right, but not, that's what
1: it was yesterday sure, and not got inter- a good line of storms. Not to interrupt
0: so. you real quick. However, the, uh, SPC has just put out a tornado watch for the, uh, Texas panhandle for the Oklahoma panhandle into mm-hmm. Western Oklahoma and parts of South uh, central and Southwestern Kansas. Um, and so it's, yeah, South central Kansas, Western Oklahoma, Eastern Texas panhandle effective Saturday afternoon and evening from 3:25 central. So just about 25 minutes ago until 10 o'clock uh, time tonight, a few tornadoes likely. Large hail, yada, yada, yada. Supercells <laughs> over West Texas will track into the watch area with other storms forming east. Large hails and main threat, however, conditions will become favorable for a few tornadoes through late afternoon and evening, which means, Bonnie, you and I will be streaming our favorite News 9 <laughs> all night. <laughs> Cannot wait. Shout out <laughs> to David Payne. David Payne, you got to come on the show. We got to make that happen.
1: Well, we'll see. Well, he's a busy dude, but we'll see. We'll see what we can do.
0: Right. We'll but
1: make, are we still in the slight, or have they adjusted the slider enhanced um,
0: yet? Let me look real here. I just saw the tornado watch come across, so that's why I wondered it. Uh, it looks like Oklahoma City is still in the slight, yes. Okay. And that enhanced area looks like it's maybe starting to encroach a little bit onto Oklahoma City. Let me see if we can pull up the actual map. Uh, so, let's see here. Um mid scale discussion, da, 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 It does not, yeah, it looks like it's, it's right on the edge, Bonnie. All right,
1: so, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, yesterday, it's, it seems like the same setup as yesterday, and it just yeah. all formed into that line, and I think we will get storms this evening. It might just not be significantly severe.
0: Right. So, well, I but, mean, it, it's, it's there, and yeah you know, we're looking, so go, okay, go ahead and continue. What do you guys got coming up kind of the rest of the week then?
1: Uh, Not much the next two days. Um, For the past several days, we have been in a slight risk for Tuesday. Um, So it's seeming like similar to Monday, how for several days leading up to Monday, they had already put us in the slight and then it gradually increased. So we have been in the slight risk for most of Oklahoma has been in the slight risk for Tuesday, Um, for the past several days. So it seems a little bit similar to Monday. So we'll just see how much that risk goes up and and what goes on. But you know, they take it one day at a time. So they're going to worry about today's severe weather wave first, and then we'll go from there.
0: Um, It's funny, you know, you look at the total convective outlook for all these storms, and it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, something's going to happen. Um, one thing to take note of tomorrow that has nothing to do with either Oklahoma or Oregon is the uh, running of the Indy 500 just outside of Indianapolis. Yeah, and actual, uh, I love the name of the city. By the way, do you know the name of the city where the actual Indianapolis Motor Speedway resides? No. It's Speedway, Indiana. No way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's good. Yeah, that's. And, and it's
0: really actually close to Indianapolis's Doppler radar, so when storms are oh, close, okay. they have a really good uh, view of it. But they're in a slight. Um, shot for storms tomorrow. So, uh, hopefully we get the race in, um, current forecasts look like a line of storms will move through tonight and then probably won't reform until maybe the second half of the race while it's going. So knock on wood that, you know, we, we get it, uh, get it all in tomorrow because it's one of those races where I, uh, will be up early, even though I'm going to be working way late. Um, I believe T V coverage kicks off at like six AM my time. I won't catch that initial broadcast, but I will catch all of the pre show and uh all the meaningful stuff. So look forward to that. I know I'm a geek, it's okay.
1: No, no, no.
0: Laugh if you must. Laugh if you must.
1: Uh what are the what's what's the situation with um the NBA finals right now?
0: Uh, You know what? I don't know. To be totally honest with you, Uh, Portland Trailblazers got bounced. Uh, They were swept by the Golden State work uh, Golden State Workers, Golden State Warriors. Um, Let's see here. I know that. Yeah, hold on here. Come on, guys. Uh, Game set. uh, Game six is set for tonight. um, Up in Toronto. 5.30 5.30 tip time on the Pacific Coast, 7.30 for you in Oklahoma, 8.30 for everybody on the East Coast. Toronto's up in that series 3-2. to two. Um, Wow. They could.
1: six of the finals?
0: Yeah. Eastern Conference what? Finals win six. Man, Meanwhile, Golden State is literally sitting at home, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just sitting at home, just uh, waiting. Yeah, they're resting and waiting, so. Um, yeah, but the NBA finals start on Thursday regardless. Jeez. I know, right? We already know. It's like done deal already done. So, uh, yeah, good for, good for golden state. Blazers gave oh. it all the good. The Blazers honestly should have won that series. Uh, they blew leads of 17, 18 and 17 respectively in games two, three and four. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Hey, oh, no, I know how that feels. That's what we did when Lillard made that freaking three-point. Yeah, I was three
0: going to say, Oklahoma City fans should understand about blowing games when you're up here. <laughs> Not that we're salty or anything. All right. <laughs> So, okay, so you guys are going to be stuck in, you know, kind of storms for the next couple days. Um, It's currently raining outside right now. Interesting pattern for us over Memorial Day. Uh, Showers will move through pretty quick. We actually warm up tomorrow. We could be sitting anywhere, I believe, almost 80 tomorrow. But let me double check Um, when I looked at that. But, yeah, tomorrow pushing 80. So we're going to be like 55 today, up to 80 tomorrow. One thing that we're going to have to watch out for is – Even though we have onshore flow right now coming off of the Pacific Ocean, moving from west to east, tomorrow we have to look out for thunderstorms forming over the Cascades and then drifting east to west. So, again, you know, Bonnie, I know it's going to hurt your head trying to figure out how that happens (laughs) in that weird reverse flow, but that's one thing we're going to have to watch out for. And so I'm DJing a houseboat party tomorrow out on the Columbia River, so I will be – Uh, My eyes will be glued to the sky tomorrow afternoon just to make sure that storms aren't coming. And if they are, we're taking that party uh, from outside to inside, and we'll be staying there until uh, the lightning uh, and thunderstorms subside. But it's one of those things that happen this time of year. Uh, You guys get the big storms. We get the ones that fire off the Cascades and drift into the valley. So I know I sent you the picture last night of saying, ooh, look what I get to deal with this weekend. Nothing, Nothing like, you know nothing big but it's there so um like i said nice and it looks like it's kind of gonna warm up and be nice the rest of the week temperatures into the mid 70s um maybe a couple clouds or two but it's uh, gonna be really nice weather wise here out in oregon which means i'll be able to focus more of my time and energy watching news nine and storms happening in the oklahoma city area
1: Hey, it makes for entertaining TV. And there's been a lot of funny memes, especially uh, involving Travis Meyer, which is Tulsa News 6, which is News Nine's sister station. He's basically the David Payne of Tulsa. Oh, good. And there's been a lot of memes about him and stuff about people like, oh, I just binge watched like four seasons of Travis Meyer because he's been on wall-to-wall <laughs> for days as well. And so it's just <laughs> – there's just some funny memes going on. So
0: – right. And okay, you the, and you, together, right, <laughs> and, and you and I have traded several texts back and forth about watching TV coverage and one-liners and one little you know funny story after another. So, um, I really think that we need to either, in coordination with David Payne, create a David Payne quote Twitter account. And you were telling me that when you were there at the station, they have like a wall of quotes. Yeah, correct? they have
1: a little tree or something that they pin little quotes on, and they have a million of his quotes. And I told – they didn't have one that he says all the time, and I said that they need to add um, – he always says that's impressive. But they have, you know, turn around, don't drown. They have so many of his classic lines that he says all the time, and then he just keeps creating magic ones like I love when Val Castor yells at me. So – right. He's, you know, he's our icon around here, I suppose, is what is what you could say.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, you guys went from Gary England, uh, you know, if there was a Meteorology Hall of Fame, Gary would be in it too, David mm-hmm. Payne, and, you know, both guys high energy, both guys love Oklahoma, both guys understand severe weather really, really well, um, and you're lucky to have him. I mean, I, and I will say this. We are pretty lucky out here in Portland to have a lot of uh, seasoned meteorologists, especially as chiefs. Matt Zafino, uh, the chief meteorologist at the NBC affiliate, has been in Portland for a very long time, almost 25 years. Mark Nelson, the chief meteorologist at our Fox affiliate, has been here uh, pretty much as long. Um, Dave Seleski, the chief meteorologist over at the ABC affiliate, has been here, again, at least you know 15, if not longer years, um, uh, and I know he's not listening to this, and so I can I can say that, but uh, maybe <laughs> even 20 years. But, um, you know, most of the guys around here have been here for a long time. Natasha Stambach, who or Steinbeck, uh, who is our chief meteorologist at the CBS affiliate. She's, you know, relatively new. She's been here a handful of years, but she still knows her stuff. And so it's really cool to have, you know, this mix of really seasoned guys and young people that know their stuff. And all the support staff around them, again, has been here for a long time. Um, I'm not going to bore you with all the names and name drop, but you know, Portland has a lot of weather knowledge with our TV weather casters. And I'll even say this, the national weather service folks, most of them have been here a long time too. So it's really cool to see the in-depth meteorological knowledge that all these people possess. Um, and they're really good about sharing it. So, you know, we're blessed to have them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's how we feel too, and, you know, David Payne, Gary England, some people forget Rick Mitchell, who used to be up here, yeah. and now he's down in Dallas, I think, and, you know, he was one of, I think he was with Channel 5, but he was really good too, so we miss him, but yeah, all I mean, really all of our, we have three stations, three or four stations, and all of those chiefs and then other meteorologists there are all really good, and so, we're happy to have them, and we all trust all of them for the most part. Right. <laughs> but yes.
0: Shout out to our boys over at Coco TV. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just had to throw that in there.
1: So I think about that at least once a day. Oh, I'm so glad. This is so
0: funny. <laughs> there's, a, there's another. There's another T-shirt we should make.
1: Coco TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wake up with Coco TV.
1: Oh my god. Oh yeah. People, oh, we'll people like we are, we
0: have definitely gone off the rails. It's okay. We don't <laughs> mind. Well, Bonnie, you've had a great week of, you know, severe storms and it's gonna continue. Uh I have loved absolutely watching it, you know, from a distance. It's been a lot of fun. It's really kind of uh reignited my passion to get out there and chase a little bit more. So uh I might show up at your on your doorstep in more here in the not too distant future. So uh we will have to go see Soda City. That looked pretty cool. Or was it Pops? Yeah, pops. Yeah, we're gonna have to go to Pops after I saw that on the live stream last night and did some research into it. I gotta see that place. So yeah,
1: it's it's one of those those iconic landmark type places. It's up in uh, northeast Oklahoma County, kind of around like Edmond in the UCO area. So
0: yeah,
1: it's a pretty cool place. And
0: David Payne's like, well, if you don't know where you're at, you do now.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. He's funny. Good
0: times. Well, another great addition to B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in severe storm-free Oregon.
1: <laughs> and I'm Bonnie in slight risk slash enhanced risk, Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> oh, Must be nice. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Good. Everybody have a great Memorial Day. Again, thank you to everyone that has, you know, s- served this country without question. Those of us who have had loved ones that have been members of the military we thank you we thank those of you who have paid the ultimate sacrifice in serving your country and losing your life we appreciate you you are never forgotten and without you guys we could not do stuff like this so we appreciate it we thank you everybody please be safe out there memorial day uh if you're going out on a boat or you're going to a picnic just remember keep your eyes to the sky be weather aware understand what happens when storms come up and what happens when there's flooding. So just, you know, take a moment, familiarize yourself with the surroundings, be safe, enjoy it. We will talk to you guys next week. Cannot wait.
1: Bye. Have a safe weekend.